This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kerpin. On today's episode of All the Social Ladies, I speak to Linda Boff, who is the Chief Marketing Officer at GE. GE is all about invention and innovation. And on this episode, you will hear how Linda has done that exact same thing for her career. It's an incredible journey where she builds on different skill sets time and time again. And you'll hear how she takes the same exact approach to social. Take a listen. Welcome, Linda, to the show. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Linda, I'm so excited to have you here and just your wealth of experience and your story. I just, in, just in reading about it before I've even heard it is awesome. So tell me a little bit about the incredible story of your career. I'm happy to, and I don't know how incredible it is, but I think I, it um, is. <laughs> so let's see, started out um, with a deep interest in all forms of communication. So I was a political science psychology major at a liberal arts school, but I was really passionate about, um, about I, I guess, what I call communications. I was a radio disc jockey in college. I did a number of internships. And, you know, when I graduated, I, I kind of wanted to pursue that, whatever that looked like. Mm -hmm. And I did a really short stint at ABC Radio and then worked at a few public relations firms and ultimately um, sort of went from from that to running marketing at first a a magazine publishing company and then at a a big museum, the American Museum of Natural History, before I kind of got into, I guess, corporate America and went to Citigroup and, and, and ultimately to to GE where I am now and have been for 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 over a dozen years and you know I guess I I, I would say Carrie that you know I've always been interested in um, in all forms of 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 marketing of communications and how the um, how they work together so I feel as though while this was not in any way a plotted line that that yeah. I created you know it was sort of very serendipitous in many ways I think experiences built upon themselves. And that's, that's been great. And I've kind of always looked for something that um, doesn't resemble what I've already done, because I just think that makes life more interesting. See, I love that you said that because there is really when you listen to it, right, going from ABC radio to magazine publishing to the Museum of Natural History, which is so incredible, then into corporate, like, you look at that and you think, what, what is the tie there? And I love that you talked about trying different things at different places because it's, it's really has made your career very interesting, I think, in terms of the variety. Well, look, that, that's great. Um, it's great to hear. You know, it's funny when you when you sort of look back as, you know, I've been working for almost 30 years now. And um, as I look back, 
you know, it, now it feels like a through line. I think along the way it didn't necessarily. I think mm-hmm. I was motivated by following, you know, what was going to be interesting, what I could sort of truly throw myself into, you know, where I had passion and, and where I could learn. And, um, you know, my daughter's 22. She's sort of just getting started. She works for a media uh, strategy company. And, and that's kind of the advice that, that I give to her when we talk is, you know, find something you're, you're really interested in ask a lot of questions and, uh, and, and try not to do the same thing twice, right? <laughs> Whatever you've done, try to build upon it for, for, for the next thing. And, and I think, you know, from, from I, I started when I was on the, on the agency side doing work in what was what we then called consumer electronics. And, yes. and now at GE, we're focused on being a digital industrial company. And funnily enough, they're parallels, but, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it's only with hindsight that I can kind of draw those. Well, talk to me a little bit about that, about a digital industrial company. Explain to me what that means. So GE is, you know, we kind of like to say a a 125-year-old startup. And um, the benefit of that is we've got this great history of science, technology, invention, and we're, we're kind of a company as well as a brand it's always in motion. And mm-hmm. I think that that has been remarkably true over the, the, the last you know, four or five years where the portfolio has really changed to reflect a uh, focus on industry. So we're in three big industries, transportation, health, and energy, really concentrated in those three. Um, but we've coupled those industries with data and analytics and driving, using data and analytics to drive outcomes for our customers. So what does that really mean in English? That In English, it means that <laughs> um, we're helping, we're using data, we're using software to help um, our airline customers, to help our hospital customers, to help railroads understand um, how to be more efficient how to diagnose problems while the equipment is still on an engine, how to save fuel when a railroad is going around a, a track, and how to be predictive. And uh, it's, it's sort of the next big journey. It's the, the most important one the company's ever been on. You know, we see the future, we, we have all yeah. been part of this consumer internet, right? And still are. But the industrial internet where, you know, 50 billion machines will be connected in the, in the next decade is one that we're now entering. And that's where we're spending a, a lot of time. Um, that's where we're spending a lot of time uh, focusing. What an in- incredible time to be there. It just sounds like, the, I mean, from, from your it's lips, so it sounds like the most exciting thing ever. It's super interesting. And I think it's, um, you know, there are not a lot of, of companies that uh, have what we have, which is this deep uh, knowledge, we call it domain knowledge, in the industries that we're in. Yeah. And in, frankly, it, you know, the whole industrial space who are now looking at how do we build insights that will help companies that look like us and that are just in other parts of, of industry, food and bev and, you know, chemical, et cetera, um, be, more, uh, be more predictive in what they do and drive, drive better outcomes. So we feel like we've got the, the, the hard-won um, uh, knowledge, the industry knowledge. We've sort of 
you know, tried this on ourselves, so to speak. So now we feel like we're in a, in a great position to, uh, um, to go out to others. Okay. So back to a career question for a second. Around yeah. This. yeah, of course. So- GE, you've been there since 2004, is that right? Yep, yep, that's wow. right. Okay, so I have a lot of listeners who have just started at a large corporation and they want to grow and they want to learn how to kind of move and navigate throughout that. Do you have any suggestions or maybe experience shares on how you kind of travel through from that time to where you are p- today in the position of chief marketing officer? It's a great question. Um you know, I think you navigate um, every day and then you sort of navigate for the long term. So I think yeah. the best thing you can do to navigate your career is to come every day and think about how to do what you're doing better than you did it the day before. Mm-hmm. How to drive toward what the goals are for for the company, for your team, for yourself. You know, what is it you want to achieve? And being the best you, it sounds a little corny, but at what you've been asked to do and being a great partner, right? None of us are able to succeed alone. You know, so so are you a good colleague? Are you a good collaborator? Mm. Are you mm. a good translator? So I think you have to show up every day and sort of um, be, be present. Um, be present in terms of what you do, what you give, how you think about things. Um, I, so I think that's sort of like the, the daily challenge. I think our chairman uses this great expression. He says, you know, you, your peers are, are the ones that promote you. And, and I think that's true. You know, if you form great relationships, genuine great relationships. You have a peer group that is your your tribe, so to speak. Mm. And I think as you think about where you want to go in your career and who your personal board of advisors or whatever expression you want to yeah. use, I think it's 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 your peers who are often the folks that are that are going to help you get there. So I think when I think about career long term, I think about that. I the second thing I would say is are you genuinely curious about the industry that you're in and where it's headed, what the future is about. You know, I I think that um, as a marketer, you know, part of our job is to think about what's next, what's new, mm. what's next, and to sort of um, set the vision, set the tone, um, and uh, help define the market. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think that um, that that's kind of true for your career too. You know, what is where where is whatever field you're in, where's it headed? How can you sort of be part of where it's headed and, and what's next? And I genuinely love meeting people inside yes. and outside. So I spend a lot of time with people outside the company. I mean, I, you know, we're talking today, I had breakfast with somebody from a big branding agency. I had lunch with an analyst, you know, in both cases, you know, just sort of talking about sort of the future trends, what's coming, you know, how others are are looking at it. And while I don't know if that's a career strategy, it enables me to do my job better. And I think that that's the makings of, of, thinking about your career long-term as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it totally makes sense. I actually hear a very interesting theme between the story of your career and kind of what you talked about within growing at GE, which is all about building, right? So it's like building on the experiences, making each day better and doing a little bit better than you did the day before is kind of very similar to what you said about the career, right? You take a job and then you make sure you build on that experience. It's it's great advice. It's phenomenal, actually. Great. Good. I love it. 
I love it. Okay. And so tell me a little bit about GE's approach to social. So you're known as great, great innovators in the space, tons of stuff you've done, the six second vine science experiment, all of these huge things. Tell me a little bit about why you're in social, right? Because it's not what you would automatically think of when you think of the type of company that GE is, you might not think like, oh, that's a total natural match for social. And yet you've become these huge leaders in the space. Talk to me a little bit about that. It goes back to our roots. Um, so GE is a company, as I said, that's about invention. We were founded by an inventor, an entrepreneur, Thomas Edison. So there's always been this sense of doing things early, doing them first, um, this you know sense of being intrepid, right? Uh, look at what the world needs, and I create it. That's a Thomas Edison quote. So, you know, in a similar vein, we're about innovation. We're about what's next. We're very comfortable, and in fact, we we are um, we choose to um, be first when when we can, and that can mean being the the first brand or company on a platform. Um, we believe that we um, have an opportunity there that's that's. Um, that doesn't come when something's saturated. So, so we actually like being first. We like being that's experimenters. Great. We feel like that's a co- the core of who we are. So I'd say that's that's the first thing. The second is, you know, we're super comfortable, Carrie, with who we are as a as a brand. You know, we love science. We're we're passionate about technology, and we really try to kind of mirror that in the platforms that we go on, the conversations that we have, the stories that we tell. So when you kind of take those two things together, this desire to be first and the fact that we have this great passion around science, I think it has it has taken us to a really good place in that we are we're sort of you know um, uh, experimenters at large. Mm. And, uh, it's we've learned a lot by doing that, and sometimes you you succeed, and sometimes you you just learn. But both of those things are valuable. And so in being first, you're obviously taking lots of risks on networks that play out, kind of like you said, some work, some don't. Sometimes it's successful, sometimes it's not. Are you measuring a return on social or is it more about um, just being there to innovate? Is, is there a, how do you measure whether or not it's a successful endeavor? Yeah. So look, we measure everything. And, and the, you know, the great advantage with digital and social is you can measure everything. You can measure yeah. how much attention somebody is paying. You can measure whether something is being shared or commented on. So we pay a lot of attention and we try to pay a lot of attention contextually because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, any one piece of content, any one um, uh, post or video, you know, looked at on its own, you you know, you can sort of say, oh, this did pretty well, but it's only if you look at it in comparison to other things, do you know right. it did pretty well or not? So so we absolutely look at metrics. I'd say in general, because GE goes to market as a single brand, branded house versus a house of brands, yes. you know, we are always looking to make sure that our work is driving toward the GE brand being mm. relevant, mm-hmm. contemporary, modern, 
human, accessible. And I think in all of these platforms, you know, disparate as they may be, showing up in a way that reflects all of that, that's deeply human. You know, we sort of like to show up as a person would, not as a yes. big company would. Because yes. I think people relate to people. They don't relate to giant companies. So, right. you know, we, th- those are all things that we think about and try hard to, to bring forward in, uh, in, in the, the, the content and stories we create. And is the approach the same globally, or do you take different approaches by region, by country? Yeah, it's such a great question. Um, so, look, we're GE, we're, we are GE wherever we show up. You know, we're the same GE, if you will, in China, in Brazil, in, mm-hmm. in, in India, as we are in Cleveland or Atlanta or mm-hmm. Albany. So, you know, I think it's really important to have consistency, and we try very hard to do that. Consistency in tone, consistency in, in it sounds like, this sounds a little funny, but consistency in being unexpected and surprising mm, Love um, that. Is something love that we that. really, really strive to do. But I think to do that without keeping a real ear to the ground and listening to what works locally and what will resonate can be a mistake. So, you know, we try really hard to, to, to be both, to be, to be consistent, to be who we are, um, to show up in a way that's, that's delightful, that's unexpected, that's Mm. human, and at the same time, be, be locally sensitive. And so what would you say is the biggest challenge for GE in social today? If looking at your social media, what would be a challenge that you're trying to trying to solve or, or look at? I guess it's a couple things. And I don't know if I, well, I'll describe it my way. You'll, you'll see. Uh, okay. Ask me more about it. If this is I love it. I, I think, um, you know, look, there are... Um, officially a zillion channels, right? A zillion is our official number. Yes. So there are so many That's a scientific and, number. Actually. Yeah, that's the scientific zillion. number. Yes, zillion. the so, GE data-driven you know, number. I love it. Zillion. Exactly. So there are <laughs> so many places that, um, that, you know, any, that people are spending their time. And we are interested in talking to people who share our passion for science and invention. So our target is much more of a psychographic than it is a demographic. So we're looking for people who kind of have that same affinity. And I think a challenge is you you can be lots of places. So how do you pick the bets that are going to pay off? And what we try to do is when we decide we're going to do something, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. In honor of National Hot Sauce Day, there really is such a thing. We oh. created a, uh, with a partnership with uh, uh, a Thrillist, a media company, we created okay, yes. a bottle of hot sauce that's um, in a bottle made of our um, super materials, silicon okay. carbide, et cetera, because we're always looking to tell the story of material science. Okay. And, uh, and it was, it's great. I mean, it's a great way to sort of be accessible and, uh, and, and, and talk about material science, um, but do it in a way that's, that's fun and, and, and lighthearted and, and inherently accessible. So Totally get it. Love it. Right? It's a great thing. So how do you get the word out? And for us, it's more important that we reach people who who love science than we try to reach everybody. Right. So I'd say the challenge is finding like-minded people and often, as we talked about, going to new platforms, the people who we find on an emerging platform have a similar um, tech bent. Yes. They tend to be a little geekier, which we yes. love because we're a little yes. geeky. <laughs> yes. um, so I think it's finding the right audience, not finding the biggest audience. 
Love it. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think that's a common, a common challenge. And of course it's always better to reach a hundred of your exact target than a million of, totally. you know, just kind of random. I love that. Totally. Okay. Last question for you. How important was having mentors for you throughout your career and how important is kind of giving back? You mentioned you meet with a lot of people outside um, of the GE environment. Do you think that it's important to find you? And you also mentioned personal board of advisors, which is something that I believe in a lot. And talking about that, is mentorship something you think that for women growing up in their career and people in general, really, is it important? And, and any thoughts on mentorship? Because I have a lot of young listeners that ask me about this. Yeah, of course. So I think it is, but I think everybody needs to define it differently. So I personally um, think of mentorship as who are the people that that you can talk to, both both in terms of having your folks who are, as I say, your your personal board of advisors, um, coaches. I'm a big believer in coaching, um, mm-hmm. and I've had a couple external coaches. I found that really valuable. Some people prefer the idea of somebody who is their mentor. I have probably mentored more people than I've sort of had formal mentors, Mm -hmm. but I have informal mentors. So I think you've got to find what works for you. Mm -hmm. I actually don't think there's one formula. And I think for, for particularly for young women who feel as though, oh my God, I don't have an official mentor. there, There are lots of ways to find that. And I also think, you know, mentorship can come from peers. Yes. It can come from people on your team. Yes. Um, so I, I think it's about finding folks who are going to be honest but have your back, right? They're being honest to help you succeed. I and love that. I think that, that comes in a lot of flavors. And I, the other thing I would say is at different points in your career, you have different needs. And, you know, I've had more than one coach in, in my career, and one has been very different from another because who I was at the time was different. Therefore, my needs right. were different. Where you were in your career, all of these things. Yes, I, I agree. I've, I've seen that throughout my career as well. I'm looking at the different people right. who helped me most at different times. You are a different person in your career at different at different steps a lot of the times. Right. right. That's so and interesting. Hopefully, hopefully you, you continue to grow and, you know, you work on certain things and you get better at them. And, you know, sometimes they creep back in and sometimes, you know, as, as you take on a new challenge, there may be other things that are, are completely new and unexpected and, and you need to figure out a way to address that. Such great advice. And I think just, just listening to you in the story of your career and how GE approaches social, just both are really innovative and interesting. And I'm so happy that you're on the show today, Linda. If, if people want to connect with you, where should they reach out? Should they li- go to LinkedIn? Where's your most active social platform? Should so they tweet Twitter, you? Um, Twitter. Twitter, by all means, at Linda Boff. I check it all the time. I'm super active on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook, but, but Twitter is the place where I probably spend the, the most time. And it's a real business use case for me. I'm on Twitter for primarily for business. That is incredible. Awesome. So follow Linda Boff and where should they follow GE? Which is your favorite? Actually, of all the platforms you're on, which is your favorite? I know that's a hard question. asking me to pick my favorite child, literally. (laughs) I think um, it's a toss up. Snapchat and Instagram are both great. Awesome. Awesome. So follow us on both of those. Follow follow GE there. Linda, thank you so much. I appreciate you being on the show. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. 
You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kirpin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com.